0: Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. How are you doing today? Are you doing good? Hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you in the middle of the week today. Are you pumped up and ready to go? Are you on fire? Hey, you should be on fire for the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, right here in the middle of the week, we should still be on fire, not just on Sundays. Not just on Tuesdays, you know, or Mondays, you know, we're supposed to be on fire all the way through the week for Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, we should be pumped up, thrilled about his word, excited, shooting at the word in our veins and being pumped up for Jesus Christ. Amen. God wants to do some wonderful things in you. Amen. God's always wanted to do some wonderful things in you. And it's important that you're pumped up about the things of God, you know, God is good all the time. You know, the Bible talk, or or Roberts used to say that all the time. He used to say, God is good, you know, and you know, he is good. And he's good all the time, you know. And, you know, it's important that you know that, you know, there's people all across the world that they're just not sure if he's good, you know, but he is good. For his goodness and his mercy endures forever, he's, he's a good good God. He's faithful too. praise the Lord. And you know, maybe today you don't feel like he's been good to you. Well, he's good. <laughs> Amen. You know, he's going to make the situation or whatever you're going through. He can make it good. Remember the Bible says he works all things out for the good of those who love him, you know, and that has to do with prayer. It's in the context of prayer. So you keep on praying and you keep on trusting him and he's going to work all things out for the good of of those who love him, you know, and you'll look back and you go, Oh my goodness, you know, because he already knew what was going to, you were going to face this week. He already knew the challenges that are in front of you. He knows what you're going through. He, he looked at you and he said, you can handle it. I'm going to help you. I gave you this stuff to come through it. I gave you the grace and the power to come through it. And it has to do with you trusting his grace and his power to help you come through, praise the Lord. You know, we all have to trust in his grace and his power every day. You know, that's why you're here in the middle of the week. I believe the Holy Spirit drew you here. You're not by act here by accident. You know, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You know, you you just happen to pull in here, you know, happen to flip on this podcast, and the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You know, and he's getting you charged back up, getting you fuel back up for this week. And, you know, and it just has to do with you walking in here today and letting the Holy Spirit minister to you. Hey, lay down on the couch there. (laughs) Lay down on the couch. You know, if you went into a counseling uh, session, you know, my wife has a master in counseling, you know, so she's always trying to counsel me, you know, and help me, you know. (laughs) Lord knows I need the help. And, you know, you can lay on the couch with the Holy Spirit because he's a counselor is what the Scripture says. He's our counselor. Counselor. He's our help. He's our standby. Just give a little talk to Jesus, you know, all through this podcast and let him help you get the answers that you need. Help you to be directed by his Holy Spirit. I believe he can help you. Do you believe if he can't help you? Who can help you? There's no one else that can help you like God can help you. He has all the answers, amen, all the answers to every situation that you face. Isn't that good to know? The devil doesn't have all the answers. Those serving Satan, they don't realize they're just serving a fallen angel, and and he doesn't have all the answers. If he did, he'd try to fix his situation, and he's he's in eternal torment and trouble. <laughs> amen. But, you know, God does have all the answers. Yeah, he, ha- he has all the answers for everything that you're facing, every challenge that's, come, that's coming against you. And he knows exactly how to fix it for you if you'll let the Holy Spirit do that. He's our help. He's our teacher. He's our stand by. He's our help in the time of trouble. You know, just give it a little bit of time to the Holy Spirit. Cast your cares upon him, for he cares about you. And, you know, he never puts more on you than he can bear. Think about that today. The Bible says that his burdens are easy and his burdens are light. And he doesn't put more on you than you can bear. Think about that today. That's, that's powerful to think about because he knew that you were able to come through the challenge with his precious help, you know, and you know, and he'll help you come through it and help you to have the grace to do it and hide yourself in him, and he'll bring you through if you just let the Holy Spirit help you today, praise the Lord. You say, well, Jeremiah, you have no idea what kind of pain I'm going through and what kind of challenges I'm facing. Well, you don't know what I go through on a daily basis, And I've learned to trust the Holy Spirit. I've learned to cast my cares upon him. And, you know, and he helps me. And every time that I go through and every challenge that I go through, I trust him. And he helps me. Praise the Lord. I get up and maybe I need a little bit more grace today. Maybe I need a little bit more of him today. And that's why I take advantage of the one who knows it all. And the one, I love what my pastor used to say, you know, Pastor John Benefield, he used to say, I don't know it all, but I do know the one who knows it all. Think about that today. That's a good answer for every situation. You know, they'd ask him a Bible question he may not have the answer for. And he'd say, well, I don't know it all, but I know the one who knows it all. Maybe today you don't know what you're going through and you may not have all the answers, you know, but you know, the one who knows it all. Isn't that good to know? And he has a path to help you, guide you through that situation. He's been guiding people for centuries through this earth. And he'll guide you in a great way, a wonderful way, if you let him do that for you. You know, And he has the good things all on his pathway, good things all down the pathway of God. I don't know what someone's told you, you know, but God has good things all down the pathway of his, his pathway. Good things are in store for you if you'll let him do that. He says, I have passed, prearranged, and picked for you. One translation says, live in the good life. Isn't that good? The amplified version of that. He has a good life for you. He said, I came to give you life and it more abundantly. One another version of that says, a life better than you ever dreamed of. Hey, that's good to know. He's, he's got good things. He gives every good and perfect gift out. you start talking like, yeah, you just make people mad. I can just sense some people just get mad as soon as I say that. But every good and perfect gift comes from above. Isn't that good to know, you know? You know, you, you can go out and buy it yourself. It's not as good as what God gives it to you. No, 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 no. You can go out and get this yourself, and it's just not as good as what God, when he provides it, and when he brings it into your life, it's exciting. <laughs> Amen. I, You know, I'm just going to go off for a minute. Is that all right? The goodness of God is exciting. Amen. And and you should be excited about life. <laughs> Amen. You get another day to get up with him. You know, and the Bible says there's a cloud of witnesses up there in the book of, you know, Hebrews there. You look at that, you know, he talks about there's a cloud of witnesses watching us there. People, some, they believe they don't know who the writer of the book of Hebrews is. It's probably Paul. It's very possible. Some people believe it was Luke, but I believe it's probably Paul inspired by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, he's, he talks about the cloud of witnesses there, you know, watching us, you know, from heaven, praise the Lord. And they are, they're watching us I think that they'd love to be here. It's an exciting time. Stuff's happening fast. I mean, my goodness, we got AI and EI and we got chips. People want to put in people, you know, it's getting close, you know, that means lots of people are going to get saved and lots of things are going to accelerate and the wonderful things are going to happen by God and we're right in the middle of it and an exciting, we're all here for a reason and a purpose. You know, you're not here by accident, you're not here by just taking up a breath, and you're not here just to sit here for no reason, you know, you didn't happen to turn this on for no reason, no, this is a time picked for you, praise the Lord, you know, God breathed your spirit and your body for such a time as this. Think about that, you know, you might have thought, well, mom and dad had me by accident, you know, and. They may have even told you that. They may have said I had you by accident. But the real use, you not your body, it's the spirit that's on the inside. And God creates the spirit, and He chose you for now. Think about that. You know, you are in His mind for now to do some wonderful, wonderful things. He's going to use you. Don't look at someone around you. He's going to use you. <laughs> if you're still on this planet, He wants to use you to do some wonderful wonderful things on this planet you say well i don't know jeremiah i don't know if i'm even capable of doing that you know john did that in the book of revelations he he was nearly what was it they say believe about 91 years old and god gave him another precious revelation put him on an island they couldn't kill him and he decides, I'm going to send that out to the seven churches, send letters out, you know, and give them his revelation of, of Jesus Christ. His ministry wasn't over at 91. Why would your ministry be over now? God wants to do some wonderful, wonderful things through you. I, talk, I got uh, different things going by through my spirit. I, as you can tell, I'm pretty excited today because <laughs> God is good. And he's good all the time. Say that with me. He's good all the time. Maybe even hard to get it out of your mouth today. He's good all the time. Amen. Say it to yourself again. He's good all the time. Maybe you're going through some real challenging stuff right now, you know, and lots of people are not just you. I've talked to different people. There's other people going through challenges right now, But God is good, and he's good all the time, and he knew you are going to face what you're facing, and he already provided for it and made preparations for it, and he's going to bring you through if you'll let him do that. Praise the Lord. He's a good, good father. Amen. Well, I'm so glad to get to be with you. As you know, I'm Jeremiah Smith here, and we're going to take a little time together. You know, you can catch us. On Wednesdays and Sundays, if I'm not here for some reason, there's a message. We'll make sure to feed your spirit. You can catch the latest message at on jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. And uh, you can go there to check those messages out. You know, like if I wasn't here today, we would probably post a message. But I'm here live with you today. We try to be live on Sundays at 4 p.m. Central Time. I seldom miss a Sunday. and uh, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time. And uh, if you want to catch those services, those are the central times. you have to figure them in all around the world. We have people listening to us all around the world. I, I would like to read you. I just got a, a list for the last 12 months, and it's amazing how many different countries that we're ministering in. I believe it's something to like 44 to 46 countries in between there. That we've had our messages going out, too. And then, of course, we across America, we've hit every state except for, I believe, it's six states now with our messages. They're just going all over the world, and people are hungry. We've been getting more people just about every day coming into the ministry, falling in our ministry. It's exciting to see what God is doing. And people are hungry for the word. <laughs> They're tired of mess, you know. They're tired of stuff that doesn't have any power behind it. They want the word with the spirit and power. Praise the Lord. They want the word, you know, give them the word, you know, that you can go to church these days if you're not careful and you only get a 15, 20 minute message, you know, but they used to be, they would teach and tell the person fell out of the window. You remember that one back with, back with the disciples there, how that person fell out of the window. Well, you know, but it was Paul preaching and the person fell out of the window because he was teaching all night long, you know, and, but people are hungry again. They're getting hungry for the word. And we're bringing the word to you, praise the Lord. We're here for an hour, usually every time. I could minister longer, and then I try to spread it, speed it, spread it out a little bit. But, uh, you know, we like to give you the word. We don't want a bunch of Jeremiah <laughs> or my thoughts on everything, but we like to give you the word. Amen. The word's what quickens you. The qu- word's what makes your spirit come alive. Amen. It's the word. We all need the word. Our spirit needs to be recharged and rejuvenated. We need the word. Amen. So if you want the word and you're hungry for the word, you can catch it on at 6 p.m. Central Time. Of course, Sundays you can catch us at 4 p.m. Central Time, and you can figure that in all around the world. Now, if you can't catch us live, that's no stress. You don't have to be upset. I'd prefer it if you can catch us live. But if you can't catch us live, it's no—it's not that big of a pressing thing. <coughs> you can listen to the rebroadcast on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. You can catch us on Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung, And, of course, we're on YouTube. I should post this about 9 o'clock on YouTube, and you should be able to watch the video there on YouTube. Praise the Lord. So check us out. Listen to our messages. I think we have something. We've got something around 450 messages going up to 500 somewhere there, including Coffee Confessions. If you haven't heard Coffee Confessions, I would check it out. Get yourself in there, that coffee confessions. I believe it'll be a blessing to your life. You say, well, what is coffee and confessions? Well, what you do is you go into coffee confessions, get you a drink. You don't have to have coffee, get you tea or water or something you know, early in the morning and you should be speaking the word of God over your life all the time. Good things over your life all the time. You know, life and death are in the power of your tongue, you know. And coffee confessions is to kind of help you get going the right way with your week, you know. If you go to coffee confessions, you'll find out, you know, when you play it there's a little music behind me. And I'm we're just we're speaking the word is what we're doing. We're doing confessions with the word. And the, you're speaking them over our lives, you know, speaking the benefits. Then we have three little prayers that are powerful prayers that'll help you. And I, I suggest doing it every day of the week. Do it for your family. Those prayers, and I suggest those confessions to do them every day of the week. I believe that they'll be a blessing to your life. They're there for you, Amen. And, and we have something like nearly a hundred coffee confessions. So if you you listen to the one that I put out each week, you know, I try to put one out each week. If you don't, if you listen to that one, you need a different one. You can go back and listen to this another one we have nearly a hundred of them and so you can check those out and I believe that they will be a blessing to you I was working outside a little bit on our yard there and I am a little bit dry throated hold on just a second I got this big old thing of water here (laughs) I'm gonna go off camera so I don't look funny drinking it and I'll tell you a story just say I think you still got it on camera there (laughs) but I, I was um one of our first messages, you know, I was doing uh, for Jeremiah Smith Ministries uh, the first year, and I didn't put out all the videos when I first started. I was just starting to videotape and get used to them. Well, I look back, and I, I had a big old thing of water <laughs> right in the middle of the message, and I was just going. And I kept drinking this, this big old gallon of water when I was going through it, you know. And uh, on camera, it was really funny looking, you know, you get this big old cam, this big old thing of water on there, but you know, we do get thirsty, you know, we're talking a lot here on uh, Coffee Confessions, so you know, it's important uh, to make sure that we have something to drink, and I didn't grab a cup as quickly, so I grabbed the big water there, and uh, so we're going to get on with this, I may grab a big old drink, a gallon of water there, and we'll just keep on going, is that okay? (laughs) Amen. Father, sanctify the water. In Jesus' name, that's a good amount of water to sanctify. (laughs) And uh, we're going to go ahead and get on forward here. But uh, you can listen to all the uh, rebroadcasts on all those different places check them out there you're you know uh, listen to the uh, rebroadcast after we do them live if you like to on an app you don't have to get a new app or nothing like that but uh, you can listen to the rebroadcast of coffee or coffee confessions or our messages and all those different places I just listed and if you forgot any of them and you didn't you need to go back and look at them uh, you can go to com. hit the media tab there's a tab for the media inside the pages and uh if you'll hit that media tab, then you'll uh, be able to check it out and uh, see all the places that we're on. We're, we've been adding more and more on there. So you'll see a bunch of different places that we're on. And I believe that'll be a blessing to help you to be able to go back and see if it's on something that you already have on your phone. You know, you don't want to take up all the space on your phone, <laughs> adding new apps. You know, one of my favorite is um, Audible. I like Audible. A lot of good Christian books on Audible. So, you, you know, that's a good one. We're on Audible. And uh, that's a great place you can listen to good Christian books, too. So that's a great app if you don't already have that That audible. That's one that I really enjoy. So if you'd like to give, you can give, too. You can go to Patreon and give. No pressure to give. You, we don't pressure anybody to give here, you know. Faith puts no pressure on people, does it? You know, if somebody's pressuring you and writing you, you know, then I question if they're using their own faith, you know. Faith puts no pressure on people. Isn't that right? You know, we don't put pressure on people. You know, we let them come in here and enjoy the messages and everything's free. If you'd like to give, you can give and go to JeremiahSmithMinistries.Podbeam.com If you'd like to give, there's a giving tab there, but you're welcome to give, but there's no pressure to give. I will tell you this, that you should give somewhere. Make sure that you're giving somewhere, you know, because God provides through your giving. And it's so important that you're giving somewhere. Luke six thirty eight says, Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give to your bosom. For the same measure that you meet, with all the measure will be back to you. Think about this today, you know. You're where you're at. It has to do with your giving. So make sure that you're giving somewhere. That's God's law. Luke six thirty eight says, Do not be deceived. God's not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And it's important that you give. You need the support and the things of God, you know, and God, if you're taking care of his interests, he's going to take care of yours. And so you want to make sure that you're giving where you need to give. Praise the Lord. And like I said, there's no pressure to give here. And as a matter of fact, our messages are free. Go to com. Download whatever message you want. Uh, you can do it on a browser. You can also do you listen to them on the app. They're all free for you to be a blessing and encourage. Your life, praise the Lord. So I'm so glad I get to be with you. It's a wonderful, wonderful time in the Lord that we get to have today. We're talking about doors of opportunity. Uh, We already had one message on that, so we're going to do another message today on doors of opportunity. I do these messages about once a year. Uh, I felt like this was the time of year I needed to do this again because I believe God's got opportunities for you (laughs) right now. Some of you aren't even looking because the enemy's distracted you. He wants you looking at all kinds of stuff, and there may be opportunities right there in front of you, and he likes to distract you. Why, why would you be facing the challenges that you face right now? Think about that. Why would you be going through all kinds of stuff right now if the enemy wasn't trying to distract you from some great opportunities that God's trying to get to you? You know, he, he sees an opportunity coming. He sees your harvest coming and stuff, and he'd love to distract you with the challenges and the things of this world. And, you know, it's interesting how these messages time out. I believe God didn't put me here for no reason, talking about this for no reason, put me here talking to you about this, you know, and and, because he does, he has opportunities that he's trying to get for you, good opportunities, things he wants to do for you, you know, and it's important that you're taking those doors of opportunity that he has for your life. Praise the Lord. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. Oh, we just love you, Father. Thank you for being so good to us. We thank you for our families. We thank you for, uh, man, we thank you for our animals, even. (laughs) This is a bunch of animals. I thank you, Father, for our our homes, and we thank you for taking care of all of our loved ones, Father, and taking care of us. I got good health because of you, Father. Those that don't have good health, Father, you're giving them good health because you're a good father, and we just thank you, Father, for that today. Those that are downcast, why are they downcast? Oh, my soul. Father, I think if they, if they think about the good things that you have for them and the good things that you're trying to do in their lives, they won't be downcast anymore. I ask that you cheer up the downcast and encourage the downcast today and help them to be all up and pumped up by the end of this message, we pray. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. We ask that your Holy Spirit be our teacher. We ask that you be our standby today. We, think, we ask that you flood us with light And we give you the praise and all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Before we go, we'd like to minister to you once again. Thank you for all the good things that you're doing in our life. Excuse me. Thank you for all the good things that you're doing in our life. Thank you for our families, and thank you for taking care of us, providing for us in the future and every day, making sure we got food on the table, got more than what we need to be a blessing. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. You're our source for everything. And we thank you for being our source for everything. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, we're talking, like I said, about doors of opportunity. I always like to pray one more thing. Father, I ask you to flood us light. Help us to see some stuff we've never seen before. And we just ask for it in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, be our teacher, guide, and direct us. Help no one to leave what they, without getting what they need today. In Jesus' name amen and amen oh i like to throw that in there because i like to make sure that everybody gets what they need praise the lord he's a good god well like i said we're talking about doors of opportunity you say well why would you go ahead and pray again there well you know sometimes the holy spirit will remind me of something i didn't get in there because it's very important to him (laughs) amen and you know as a minister you need to be able to stop right in the middle of a message if you need to you know if the holy spirit's correcting you if you need to stop and be directed by the Holy Spirit, you've got to be willing to stop. You know, it's, it's, it's that pride that keeps you from not stopping if you're not careful. You know, In life, that's the thing that causes you not to stop if you're not careful. You always think you're right, but you have to be able to stop and listen to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. We want Him to direct our steps. We want Him to guide us in everything that we do. And it's important that we take the time with the Holy Spirit and let Him do what he's trying to do, praise the Lord. Well, let's look at our opening scriptures here. I hope that you're pumped up and ready to go. We're going to be talking about doors of opportunity. Could you handle another door? <laughs> what if behind that door was one of the biggest things God's wanting to do in your life today? Could you handle that? Amen. What if he's trying to get you the biggest blessing that you ever had in your life behind that door? Well, could you take? The, would you go through that door? You know? It's amazing how little steps can get you to the greatest things, of the desires of your heart and the dreams that God's put in your heart if you just follow him and trust him, you know. It's amazing what can lie behind a door if you're listening to the Holy Spirit. You know, so many great things happen behind doors. Great things happen behind doors, you know. Even this podcast I'm doing right now, you know, I... When I started it, I didn't have any idea how many people to be ministering to, you know, and well, over our live podcast, we've reached tens of thousands of people. We've uh, got many, many followers, people all around the world. I'm not trying to be braggadocious about that, but I didn't think it was going to be that way when I first started, you know, because, you know, I, I remember praying next to the couch, <laughs> sitting in my living room, you know, and and i was just i was actually looking for a church building that i was going to do at the time you know i was downtown oklahoma driving around and i was literally just looking for a church building you know at the time trying to find a church that i could start but then there's opportunities that god gives you you know so i come home my my son ethan was actually doing a podcast that he was enjoying it wasn't uh it was doing really well but it wasn't doing massive things it was doing it was reaching a bunch of people but it wasn't just massive but uh the lord was dealing me about doing a podcast so i i'm like i'm contacting him trying to learn how to do a podcast what's a podcast you know <laughs> and i hadn't even really listened to a whole bunch to be honest with you and, uh, but I started learning and I started spending time, you know, on the internet learning about how to do it, how to put it together. I, man, I had to learn how to record and how to put all the stuff together, you know. And, you know, it's amazing the people that I've met and the people up, the friendships I've developed and people have been ministered to. And it's, a, it's amazing when you look at that. And it's all because I did what God told me to do at the time, you know, He, he had certain people that He wanted to minister to. You know, and he knew who would listen to me, you know. And it's important that you're doing what God tells you to do. You never know what lies behind a door. You never know who you're going to reach. You know, what if somebody today, what if a, a well-known person came into your podcast and you ch- it could change so many people and they have a huge, massive impact on the world, you know, just from you doing one little thing. It's amazing, you know. I remember, you know, it, uh, when I was going to the coffee shop, you know, and I pulled up and the Lord gave me an opportunity to do some music there at this particular coffee shop. You know, if I hadn't taken that opportunity, you know, and I was going there, there was nobody showing up the first few weeks, you know. I'm all alone playing guitar with my friend. Actually, my, other, my friend in the band was with me, but the drummer wasn't there for a good period, you know, because he actually went off to be in the uh, military, uh, shortly after we started playing in the Christian man that I was in. So we were actually playing me and the, my friend in this coffee shop weekly, you know, by ourselves, me and just the guitar and a bass and singing, you know, but if I hadn't have done that, I probably would have never met the wife that I have today. Well, there's, <laughs> wow. Think about that. You know, there's two kids that wouldn't have been born. Think about that. You know, it's important You know, and they're having, they're great, wonderful kids. And one of them particularly right now is just doing real well with some of the stuff that he's doing, you know, in the world. It's amazing the impact that you have when you get out there, if you'll do some things for God, you know, and great and wonderful things, you know, that God has in store for you. If you're willing to take those opportunities, you know, but you have to be willing, you know, would it ever happened if I'd sat at home? Or if I just done any old thing and you need to be open to things, you know, open to doors that he wants to open for you. You know, I I was going to church, but this was something I was doing on the side (laughs) for the Lord. Amen. You know, and you need to be open. You know, if you're always just going to do everything just perfectly, then, you know, some opportunities may not come your way. God may want to use you in a different way. You know, not the normal way of what people think that you should be doing things, He's chose you to do certain things and specific things for you. He, he set some things in motion before you were ever born. He, he, he knew some things way before you ever got here that he wanted to accomplish. And you got to be open to those things that he's trying to lead you to do, praise the Lord. Well, let's look at our opening scripture here. First Corinthians 16, 9 says, For the great door and effectual doors open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Boy, there's so much to say here, but let's read the other versions here before we, before we go on. First Corinthians 16, 9, the Amplified says it like this. He says, because a wide door uh, for effective service is open to me in Ephesus, a very promising opportunity, and there are many adversaries. Notice he says in this one, he says in the Amplified, it says there's a wide door. <laughs> And that tells us a little bit, doesn't it, you know, that he's, he's doing what he can to get you into that opportunity. It's wide open, you know. He's got it wide open if you would take that opportunity because there's some great things in store for you. You say, well, Jeremiah, you know, I, I'm real leery. Well, if you're going to question it over and over, you could miss the opportunity. Think about that today, you know. If, if you're not bold and you're not someone that can jump out there, then you may miss an opportunity you know, and, you know, starting the podcast that I'm on or starting the church that I started, you know, I have to put myself out there. You know, I, I was reading recently, uh, I was listening actually to Rick. I have the book and I also listen to the audio of uh, Rick Renner. He has a book called, uh, called The Point of No Return. <laughs> I understand that book. I really do. You know, because once you get out there, there's really no r- return. Right. You know, because you don't want to let God down. And you don't want to let people down when you get out there, you know. And, it, and it's easy if you're not careful because you're going to face challenges. We just talked about that. You know, you, you're going to face some challenges. But when are you going, it's good to get out there because then you're not going to go backwards, <laughs> right? It's important to get yourself out there so you're not going to – that motivates you. People are watching you now, and it helps you to be motivated to go for the point – of no return amen you know where have you ever gotten to that place the, the point of no return i've done it many times yeah you know Played in a christian band i get out there you know and i'm the lead singer and you know they're, they're watching me to get you know we're doing this band we're getting out there you know there's no return we're going out there we're going to tell people about jesus through music no return you know start youth pastor and the kids were watching me <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, they want to know if I'm going to be there every Sunday or if, that, if I'm going to give up, you know, or if the pastor's not going to be there, if he cares about them, you know, they, they're the watching me, you know, the pastor, you know, I'm you know, people are watching you. There's a point of no return. You don't want to let people down, you know, and it's good for you because you're getting out there and you're learning to walk with the Lord and, Oh, sure, you're going to have challenges, you're going to face obstacles, you're going to mess up, but you're growing, you know, and you're keeping yourself going forward. Nothing behind you, there's nothing behind you. God never looks behind you. He's always looking straight ahead. Have you noticed that? He's always looking straight ahead. All the scriptures with God have so much to do with looking forward, you know, because everything you got that he want, God has for you is forward. And you got to be a person that focuses on the future that God has for you. You know, if you're going to look back all the time, you know, just like you're in a car and you're looking at the rearview mirror all the time, you could run into some stuff and cause yourself more challenges by just looking back. And this is what's gotten so many people into challenges and problems, you know, is because they just can't quit looking back. Oh, life was better then. And life, I, Oh, if I just was living like this, life was, no, <laughs> you need to look around you. Amen. you, you, do you have a healthy family? Has God been taking care of you? Amen. You know, you're okay. Praise the Lord. God's given you protection. He's, he's, he's still got you here today. Amen. You know, don't be looking back because he's got great things for you in the future. It has to do with what you're looking at. You know, keep looking back and you're going to cause yourself problems. You know, if you're in a car and man, you can roll off and hit a tree Oh man, you can do all kinds of stuff. Push the wrong buttons, <laughs> you know. Man, we were driving down the road the other day, and uh, we we're going down the highway, and there was this uh, diesel. And uh, we saw this fire from a distance. We we're like, "What is this?" There's a. It looks like a vehicle's on fire. And uh, we got over there and come to find out, this whole front of this diesel was on fire, smoking, melted the whole front of the diesel. I mean, literally. I don't know how they, if the person survived or not. You know. But, you know, you think about that today, you know, the things could have been warning him. The light could have been going off, the engine light, just like the Holy Spirit's warning you. Hey, you don't need to be looking back. I got things for you in store for you. I knew this was going to happen, so I've already provided for you. (laughs) You know, it's all in front of you, you know. But you get to looking back. That's when you have challenges, you know, or looking other directions. You know, that's another challenge that people have. They get to look in other directions. Look at Eve in the garden. She got to looking at other directions. See, the devil likes to get you looking at the wrong directions when you need to just be looking forward, right? Paul said, I press forward towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. You have to be looking forward because God has some great things for you. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians 16, 9, the message version says, a huge door of opportunity for good work is opened up here. And there is also mushrooming opposition. I like that. Mushrooming opposition. He, he didn't throw that out, did he? But notice the emphasis was on the door, right? Paul, when he's talking about it, he had, in front of him, he saw the door. A big opportunity, right? And he said, good opportunity opened here. He saw this great opportunity, and he was focused on that opportunity, and he was p- making that opportunity bigger, than the adversaries, you know. We we can't say that there's no adversaries, you know. You, I don't want to lie to you. There's always adversaries, but the opportunity's there for something great, something wonderful, if you can get to looking past the adversaries. David had to do this when he took on Goliath, right? You know. I mean, the opportunity is there for him for good things, right? But he had to be able to take Goliath, you know. The children of Israel dealt with this, you know, to get into the promised land. The giants, they had to take it through, look at the opposition. But the opposition's nothing when you have a big God. Amen, you know, and you have to be focused on the opportunity, (laughs) right? If you're always looking at the opposition like the the Israelites did, they made the opposition look huge, you know. They're like, oh, these these giants are huge. We can't beat the giants. There's no way we can beat the giants, you know. You know, but Joshua and Kayla came in there, and they were focused on the opportunity, <laughs> right? The opportunity is big. The opportunity is wonderful, right? And it has to do with how you see life, right? What are you exalting the most in your life? Are you making the Are you making the opposition look bigger every day? Are you man just meditating all day long and all the opposition? We can do that. Everybody can. We can be depressed. <laughs> <laughs> we can be down, but Paul puts the huge door of opportunity in the front, right? And he puts it right before he talks about the, uh, the opposition that he was going to face, the adversaries that he's going to face. And, you know, we need to be exalting the opportunities. We need to be exalting God, helping us fulfill the opportunities. And we need to be lifting those up, right? Or you're going to miss good opportunities, Think about how wonderful they are. See yourself in those opportunities. See yourself winning a city. See yourself winning a nation. See yourself having more to give to be a blessing to someone. Lift those things up, you know. Don't lift up the devil. He's already lost. Don't lift up his, his, his uh, followers, you know, the, the demon activity. You know, don't lift them up, you know. They've already lost. <laughs> and You're going to come through it. Whatever the challenge is. Now, he'll throw things at you, but you've got to keep the opportunity bigger than you have than you do the devil. Hey, Amen. we can all make the devil look big, you know. He, that's what he likes to do. The Bible says he goes around as a roaring lion, but he's not a roaring lion. He goes around as a roaring lion. So he's always going to tell you this isn't going to work. There's no way this is going to happen. You can't make this work. What are you kidding yourself? <laughs> But you have to say, yes, I can do it. Well, the Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. Now what Jesus said? All things are possible to those that believe. And Paul says there's a great door, and it's mighty, it's wide. We said the message version says it's huge, and you just have to be a person that's willing to step out there, have some boldness, take a little risk, and do what God's called you to do. Some are some of these opportunities are to help you to grow in God. Some of these are things that help you to be more successful in life. Some to be more prosperous. Some for your dream and your vision. Some to further the gospel. You know, and those are the ones you don't want to miss. Those opportunities to further the gospel. You know, we're getting close. I truly believe we're getting close here to Jesus' uh, return and us being raptured out of here. You know. But you want to bring as many people as you can, man. Both hands have four or five people you're holding and bringing with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, taking those opportunities, you know. You don't think they're going to be so thankful for what God did through you when you get to heaven? Wow. You don't think you're going to get rewards? Look at all the rewards he gave to those who overcome. Look at the first few chapters of the book of Revelation. All the rewards to those who overcome. Powerful to think about. But God's giving you opportunities every day. Do you think he's going to hold us responsible one day and say, well, why didn't you take the opportunities? He's working so hard to give you opportunities. He's working so hard to give you the chances that you need to do some wonderful things in your life, you know. But, you know, you weren't willing to take those chances or risks, you know, that God's given to you. you got to be a person willing to take risks. Amen, you know. Well, you know, you think about here... (laughs) That uh, I actually defined opportunity here. It's a favorable junction of circumstances, a chance for advancement or progress. Think about that today. It's a favorable junction of circumstances and a chance for advancements to progress. Powerful. And then we looked at seizing because we're talking about seizing opportunities. Seizing means to take possession by force or at will to take possession or control of as if by suddenly laying hold or by hold of suddenly or forcibly grasp or to grasp mentally. I like that part of the definition there, grasp mentally. Because so much of it's in your mind, you know, when you you look at adversity and the challenges that you face, you know. Me and my wife, we talk about uh, college sometimes, you know, because people, you know, it's helped them so many times to go to college but some people look at it as it's adversity and challenge getting paperwork in doing all the things necessary to go to school you know they look at it, all the adversity so they never do it <laughs> you know and so they they don't ever accomplish their goals that they're trying to accomplish with college you know because they there's before they even start they look at all the challenges and they say man i just don't want to go through all that you know Oh, you know, and people want to start businesses. Believe me, I'm very familiar with businesses. Helped my dad so many times with businesses. (laughs) We've worked in the heat. We worked in the air conditioning on businesses, you know, for him that he's had over the years, many businesses, you know, and man, he's able to provide for his family and do so much through businesses, you know, and opportunities to minister to people, you know, through businesses, you know powerful to think about you know how some of these things are so important but you got to be willing to to get out there and work and do the, and take the risk you know take the opportunity as it comes to you you know my dad would i mean he would he would do whatever it took to get a business going you know and he may not even have money and he would work it out some way it seemed like he'd always find some way to get it going you know, you may say, well, I can't do this. I don't have what I need that's necessary. You don't think God knew that before he asked you to do that? You don't think God knew that he couldn't, that, he could, that you needed it to be worked out before you started? He knows all about how to make things work, right? And I say this often. As a matter of fact, a brother of mine said this recently, you know, reminded me that I say this often. and I don't even realize I say it because I've prayed with so many people. And I used to tell them all the time that God can work it out more than a million ways. And, you know, it's so important because people look and they think it's going to come this way and it's got to come that way, you know. But, no, God, don't limit God because he can work it out any way he wants to, praise the Lord. And he may use just a a totally different way just to get your attention and to let you know he's God, amen, and show you a different way. I'll never forget one time I was like, man, I needed a certain amount to do this certain thing I was trying to do, you know. And I had money come from a particular place that just shocked me, you know, at the time. I didn't even know it was available. But, you know, God has ways of doing things that will just astound you, you know, because he works with people and he shows you and has things going on behind the scenes to make things work out because he's just amazing how he does that praise the Lord. Thomas Edison says it like this. He says, opportunity is missed by most people because it comes with overalls. And it looks like work, you know, and, you know, maybe God's been talking to you today and it may take a little bit of effort, you know, to do it, but how much would it change your life if you would take just a little bit of effort? Think about that today, a little bit of effort. It's amazing how just a little thing can change things dramatically, you know. Uh, Recently, I've been working out, you know, trying to get back into the groove of things. I I talk about my workout stuff all the time on on the podcast, you know. But, you know, that's one of the challenges that I have to deal with all the time, and I have to make sure I'm taking care of my health, you know. Well, you know, I wasn't thrilled about going and working out starting uh, last week, getting back on the groove of things, took a a little time off in between there, you know, and getting back in the groove of things. And I started working out a little bit last week, and I wasn't thrilled about it, (laughs) you know. I told my wife, I said, I I worked out and and then I got through talking to her and I said, and I hated it, (laughs) you know, and I don't get thrilled about it. But a little bit each day can change so much with your life, just a little bit, you know. Just a little of something each day can change so much what you're doing, you know. It can have huge effects on what you're doing. Giving a little bit each day can change your circumstances. Think about that today, you know. I was listening to a ministry message the other day, and that person was talking about how this lady was giving to this person's ministry, and she was just giving a dollar a month every month. Now, I'm not trying to get you to give to this ministry, I was just going to tell you that it was interesting. She was just giving a dollar a month. It's all she could afford. It was a dollar a month, you know. And then uh, she passed away, and after she passed away, her daughter ended up receiving a huge amount of money. and was very wealthy. and was set up basically for life, is what I understand. But she credited credited and credited to the woman giving the dollar a month. Think about that today, God. You man, you aren't going to outgive God, <laughs> you know. But if she was, if you want the circumstance to change, you have to give, you have to do something, you know, do something to change the circumstance, you know, a little bit of weights here and there. After a while, you, you're going to look really good. Amen. you know, a little bit of this here and there, and you're going to do, you know, a little study of the Bible here and there, and you're going to get to where you really know a lot of things about the Bible, you know, spending time in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The more you're going to know the Holy Spirit, you know, just taking time with God. Praise the Lord. Amen. My goodness, my time is just flying. And I'm just enjoying this message that I write with you. <laughs> Amen. The opportunities are missed because they, like Thomas Edison said, because they come with overalls and they look like work. Amen. Proverbs 10:24 talks about a lazy person. It says, he that becometh poor that dealeth with a lack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Amen. And Solomon had a lot of wisdom. He talked about uh, the hands of the diligent maketh rich. A person is doing something, right? Diligently doing it. Doing something for the Lord. Maybe you got a ministry going today. You know, doing something diligently. I didn't say do everything in one weekend. Doing something diligently, God can use in a great way. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 10.24 10, 10, says it like this. Poor is he who works with the uh, neglected and idle hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. I think that, yeah, that's actually the same verse there in the Amplified Version. Proverbs 10:4 4, in the Names of God Bible, says it like this. Lazy hands bring poverty, but hardworking hands bring riches. Think about that today. You say, well, Jeremiah, you trying to get me rich? That'd be great. You could be a blessing to someone else. You say, well, I don't want to be rich. I like who I'm going to be. Well, are you selfish? You could help somebody else. Maybe you like a small house. Maybe you like sleeping in a tent. That's fine. But you could be a blessing to a whole bunch of people. You know, we don't want to be selfish. Let's say God wants you to be blessed and Jesus paid for you to be blessed. Why don't you be a blessing to someone else? You know, I didn't say me, did I? Be a blessing to someone else. It's so easy for us to get to be selfish if we're not careful. We were just so happy with what we have. But we don't want to be selfish. We want to be a blessing to other people, praise the Lord. Have other people in mind. You know, it's amazing. When I go to the store, I'm thinking about other people, you know. When I go, you know, if I'm out garage selling or something, which I haven't done in a while, but I enjoy going out, meeting people, getting out in the sun, you know, and seeing what they got. It's fun, kind of antiquing too. you know. You know, but I, I'm thinking about other people. What can I get for my wife? What can I get for my sons? I just enjoy it. You know, being out there, you know. What are you thinking about people? You know, are you, are you doing things to think about other people? Praise the Lord. Other people that you know and to be a blessing to them? You know, what is your mind on? What do you think about? Are you always thinking about yourself? Or are you thinking about others? If you can be a blessing to them, praise the Lord. So we don't want to be lazy and we don't want to be selfish. We want to be people that care about the things of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, second, let's look here at the... Um, well, I'm gonna go ahead and go past that because we haven't—we've already been using a lot of time. Look at Proverbs 12, twenty-one, the twenty-fifth verse. It says, "The desire of the slothful slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor." Think about that. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for the hands refuse to labor. Now, he didn't say that you you go out and take your life. He didn't say you stabbed yourself. He's saying a person that doesn't keep himself busy doing something right he says he's he's a person that refuses to labor Uh, it says that it it can kill him you know and it's interesting you know you know a person that actually when they get through with the company they give them all these things and they're retiring or whatever you know and a lot of people actually end up passing away right after they retire think about that you know we're supposed to be people that are always diligently working always shooting for bigger goals, always shooting for the things of God. And, you know, God, he's going to give you such big goals and such big dreams. You're never going to be run tired of having big dreams and big goals. You're never going to be fulfilled if you don't fulfill those dreams and goals. <laughs> oh man, you know, you can go out and get you any job you want. You can go do whatever you like, you know, but you're never going to be fulfilled unless you're doing that vision God's given to you or that dream that he's given to you. That's why some people drink themselves to death. That's why some people take a whole a whole lot of things that they shouldn't take. It's because, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to escape from the dreams that God's put in their heart and they're they, they are not reaching for those dreams and reaching for those goals. You were born on this planet with a purpose. You're not here by accident. And God wants to help you fulfill the dreams and the purpose, the reason why you're here and, you know, it's important that you spend time with him to help you do that. So we said, the desire of the slothful killeth him, for the hands refuse to labor, praise the Lord. Be a person that's willing to go after your dreams, work towards it, your goals, and taking those opportunities God's given to you. Proverbs twenty-one twenty-five, 25, and the New Living Translation says like this, despite their desires, the lazy will come to ruin, for their hands refuse to work. Amen. You know, you want to be a person that's willing to take opportunities and be a person that's willing to work, you know. Now, I'm a person that comes from a a background of really working. (laughs) I've worked in warehouses. I've worked hard. I've done lots of different things and working hard the The accomplish the things that I needed to accomplish, you know, and it's you know even for this podcast, I've been I've done this for years, you know, and they're set up and getting things set up for years, done it many different ways, different mics, different different videos, different cameras, <laughs> you know, but I'm willing to work towards it, you know, whatever it is for God, I'm willing to work for it, you know. Are you willing to work today? You have to be a person willing to work. Praise the Lord. Abraham Lincoln said it like this: "I will learn." And one day my opportunity will come. So he's willing to learn, get ready for his opportunities. But you got to be a person willing to work. Some people won't act on opportunities because of their fear of failure, right? You got to be a person that's not going to be fearful. A person willing to step out. But you got to be a person that overcomes the fear of failure. Moses, he he killed someone, disobeyed God at one point. Think about that. David, a man after God's own heart, failed God by sleeping with another man's wife and had her husband killed. Abraham had another baby with his concubine. They've all had challenges. They've all failed, but they were able to overcome their failures and fulfill the purposes that God had for their lives. You know, Lincoln was an interesting person. Abraham Lincoln here in America, he's one of our presidents, one of our first presidents. And uh, Lincoln, he had many different failures. He lost his job in 1832, defeated for state legislator in 1832, failed in business in 1833, elected the state legislator legislator in 1834. His sweetheart died in 1835, had a nervous breakdown in 1836, defeated for speaker in 1838, Defeated for nomination for Congress in 1843, elected to Congress in 1846, and lost renomination in 1848, rejected for land officer in 1849, defeated for U.S. Senate in 1854, defeated for nomination for Vice President in 15- 1856, again defeated for U.S. Senate in 1858, elected President of the United States in 1860. So at any one of those points, he could have said, well, I'm, I'm done. He failed, and he could have said, I'm done. I'm not going to do any more, you know, and we've all done that. We've all had failures. I was listening to a, 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 a well-known restaurant a person, a well-known chef, and, man, he was talking about all the restaurants, you know, that he failed at and how he failed before he became well-known to do the great things he does today. He's well-known all across Uh, different restaurants is a wonderful, uh, wonderful chef, you know, but you know, he failed. What if he, at any point he said, well, that's it. (laughs) I'm done. I'm not going to do anything else, you know? And there's so many people do that. They, they, they fail at something. They say, well, I'm not going to try again. You know, I failed and that's it, you know, and God may be saying to you today, get up. And fulfill the purpose that I have for you. Everybody fails. Everybody's had challenges. If we wanted to, we could we could run our hands around the world, holding hands around the world with everybody that's had challenges and has has had problems. You know, but it's it's the people that get up and fulfill what God has for them are the ones that God uses to do great things, you know. And you find out most of the people that do great things for God, they've had many, many challenges, you know. Look at Apostle Paul, all the challenges that he went through, yet he did fulfill the ministry God had for his life. Think about that. I mean, all the challenges. You know, I was actually reading a book about Apostle Paul. And we know in the uh, seventh chapter how he talks about marriage and he, he. he refers to himself almost as a single person but you know they actually if you study his life some people believe he actually had a wife and he lost his wife through his challenge through his traveling think about that today you know the loss and all the things that he went through to build the churches and to do the things he did and the grievances he had about probably about the the christians that he persecuted and but yet he was able to overcome those things because he says, I, press, I, I look not behind me, but I look forward to the things that God has for my life. I'm pressing forward towards the mark that God. So you're not supposed to be looking behind you. You need to be pressing forward to those goals that God has for you. People have more challenges and are ruined in life because they can't keep their focus off of what's behind them, even if they're great things. You know, great things they've accomplished, you know, and the wonderful things are accomplished. Well, you know, this is a new day, <laughs> Amen. and you're going to live, uh, uh, you're going to be here tomorrow and you're going to be living the next day, you know, unless Jesus comes and you need to be pressing forward towards that next testimony and those next great things God has for you. You're still breathing. You're still living. God wants some wonderful things he's trying to accomplish in your life today. Praise the Lord. And we looked at Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln went through all those challenges, but yet he got back up, and he did fulfill that ultimate dream that he had. You know, then you say today, "Well, God doesn't want your dreams to come true." No, God's the inventor of dreams. <laughs> Amen. God's the inventor of vision. Praise the Lord. You know, some people they think, "Well, man, you just you're just giving a a, a pep up talk to people." No, I'm not. I'm talking about the Bible. The Bible says that He gives us visions. And dreams, Amen. And that's one of the biggest things he came to do. He said he went to bring back the Holy Spirit in the Book of Acts there. And as soon as he did at the Day of Pentecost, Jesus came, or uh, Peter came, and he said that this is what Joel talked about and talked about the prophecy of Joel. And he said, and old men will have dreams, and young men will have visions. Think about that today. He's still giving dreams, and he's still giving visions to people today and he wants to fulfill those in this earth and they're for god now i'm not talking about a vision to do something you shouldn't do i'm talking about a vision from god to do great things for god impacting a world and having great testimonies for god praise the lord he wants to use you in a mighty way he wants to use you for great things but you have to follow him and let him do that in your life, praise the Lord, Amen. And we can go on and on. We got so much here, but I guess we'll just have to get back into this next week. You think you'd come back and tune in for another message of this next week? <laughs> well, you know, He wants to do great things in you. Are you willing to let Him do that? Maybe today you just tuned in for the first time, and you just turned this on by accident. You know, and you're like, "Man, what's He talking about?" You know, I'm talking about Jesus, and Jesus wants to do some great. He died for you so that your life could be so much better. Think about that today. Amen, he, want, he wants you to have a good life. You know, that's what the Bible talks about. Read John 10, 10, he came to give you a life and it more abundantly. He didn't come to give you a life that stinketh. <laughs> he didn't come to give you a life that is gonna be awful every day you get up. No, he, gave you, he came to give you a life where you get to get up and be with him every day, the one who knows it all. A life to get up to be with a comforter every day. A life to get up with a peace giver every day. A life with a dream giver every day. I actually have three copies of a book in there called The Dream Giver. He, he wants to give you a dream and a vision for your life. And he wants to do some wonderful things in you if you'll let him do that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and pray. If you'd like to know Jesus today, this is a great opportunity. Be the best thing you ever did for your life if you accepted Jesus today. So let's go ahead and pray for you that Jesus comes into your life. He's going to come in and change some things around, make things right for you. He's going to recreate your spirit, and he's going to come live within you, and he's going to walk with you and talk with you just like in the Garden of Eden. He's going to walk with you and talk with you if you let him do that. Oh, it's a wonderful thing to be born again and accept Jesus into your life. They asked uh, A well-known man asked uh, Billy Graham one time, he said, well, you're always talking about being born again. He said, why do you got to be born again? He's, and Billy Graham said to him, you, he, said, he said, why do you want, need to be born again? He said, well, you must be born again. Remember Nicodemus, he said, you must. Jesus talking to Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. Amen. If you'd like to be born again, let's go ahead and pray today. Pray this prayer after me. And I believe God will do some wonderful things for you. Praise the Lord. Father. We're just praying out of Romans 10, 9 and 10. Father, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead, and I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now, I pray in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for being Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. That's the best decision you ever made, praise the Lord. and You probably can tell it even right there where you're at you would email me at S. Ministries. I'd love to hear about it. Me and Sheila, that's what we get thrilled about so much. And if you'd email us at S. Ministries, we'd love to hear about it. It would bless us. Or we'll put it in the comments there on um, Podbeam. We'd love to see your comments there and hear about your testimony of getting saved. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. We look forward to spending more time with you Sunday. And I hope that you're thrilled. Get yourself thrilled with the word. Listen to Coffee Confessions. Oh, and uh, catch us at uh, Pastor uh, Prince's Church on Friday at 2.30 Central Time in Ghana. It's going to be uh, 7.30. If you're there in Ghana, join us. Hey, it's we'd love to have you join in the Zoom with us. All that information is on Facebook. Or you can go to PodBeam. Dot .com hit the pages tab and go into the live service t- information and all the information you need to log in on Zoom should be right there for you and we'd love to have you it would be a blessing to you come and join us i know pastor prince would love to have you we love you god bless you i hope it's you have a wonderful wonderful week if you'd like to contact us for a prayer praise reports or offerings go to com thank you for listening